Tony Stark does not do animals. <laughs> what the hell's a concussion? Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky. I'm John. This is episode 49, and we just got off of Iron Fist released weekend. Sean, what's your opinion of Iron Fist? I finished it, man. You sorry. I watched it all. It's awesome. I am on episode 10. Huh? You're doing okay. You're doing okay. Man, I loved it. I know it's not perfect. Whatever. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I thought it was incredible. I enjoyed it. He is my second favorite defender now. I don't care. Yeah. I, I loved that show. It was awesome. I powered through most of it on Sunday while my wife was at work. And she got home, and we picked right back up where she had left off. And I was re-watching episodes and did not. I, I was just ex- excited the second time through on some episodes as I was the first. It, it's it's great. I enjoyed every little bit of it. Yeah, um, now before we get too far in the discussion, we're going to do a spoiler-free discussion about Iron Fist. Uh, I've watched, like I said, the first 10 episodes, and it's it's good. It's not as good as Daredevil. It's not as good as the first part of Luke Cage. It's much better than the second part of Luke Cage. But here's, here, here's the meat of what I'm talking about. It's not written well. The, the dialogue is a little crunchy, but I still like the action. I, and the kung fu isn't kung fu-y enough. <laughs> but I still like it. I still like watching it. I enjoy it. I'm going to power through the series with a smile on my face. I'm so glad I've got Iron Fist. But the people that are talking about it and, and rating it with an objective eye, uh, I can kind of see some of their some of their points. I understand. I can see their points. I, I totally get it. But I believe a lot of critics, a lot of critics of this show are going into it already looking for the negativity because there was a negative precedent before this series came out about it. And I believe that has bled over totally into the critics reviews of this show. And I don't believe all their points hold up. I was thoroughly entertained I thought the script, while yes, I I know some parts were very repetitive, it felt like it was struggling at some points to to move forward, but my, my wife brought up a perfect example to give, do you know the episode of Jessica Jones where she's stuck with David Tennant in that house and she can't leave? And, and you, you start to feel that frustration that she feels of just move on with this episode. I, I'm so done with it. You you feel the frustration of the character, and I appreciate that because I believe that was relayed very well, and I believe that was done on purpose. It's just, it's a little off. And not not so much that it throws me out of it like the second part of Luke Cage. I'm, I'm going to continue to watch the show, and I'm, I'm definitely pumped for Defenders. Absolutely, man. Defenders is going to be incredible. Oh, just I'm ready for you to finish it so that we can discuss more of this and what, what goes on. 
the the thing that I really enjoyed about Iron Fist is once you get past that first three episodes, honestly, in my opinion, and, and I don't believe this is any spoilers or anything, every episode makes ginormous steps forward. They just feel like you you know they're hour long episodes. You know, you there's so much happens and you can have entire story arcs within a single episode and I freaking love that. You know, there's always the background of multiple stuff, but this is I think this one really tackles that well even compared to Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I keep I, I I'm not gonna mention Daredevil because I, I really think Daredevil is some of the best written comic book television we have ever seen hands down and obviously daredevil's the what what you're shooting for and and i don't think this falls so far from that 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 it falls you know oh well here you have daredevil here yet jessica jones luke cage and then you know down a couple of spots is where you're going to put in iron fist no I, i believe it's right up there with them and it's just as good you know, that's so funny because earlier today on our trip, we went to Memphis today. We went to the Memphis Zoo, and uh, we stopped by Animax, actually. But on our way back, uh, me and Logan were talking about a game, and then we, and Sarah uh, kicked in the idea of making a a pop culture, like, speak and say, because we were going, what does Rick say? Uh, Lori, we need stuff things and that's like what does what does uh uh what does shane say can't protect him rick and then logan was like what what does the punisher say like you can't protect him red (laughs) and then and then he started quoting the you know you knock him down they get back up i knock him down they stay down oh it was it was it was a fun trip back uh you know i'm so proud of uh logan just uh, oh I i love that kid um, That's good, because he's your son. <laughs> and the other kid. I love that one, too. And the wife. Okay. I love them, too. Dude, so you had you had fun today. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, to move on from Iron Fist, this weekend, I went to not just another Comic-Con. Yes, while, and, I, while I was shooting guns, you were actually doing something comic-related. Yes, yes, but, but you're you're good at that, so keep that up. This was a first-year con, and, you know, like like most first-year cons, there there are issues. But this one has such potential. The, the people there were seriously some of the nicest, most personable people that we would – I mean, that I have met at a con. Uh, I wish you had been there. There was just – Every single person I had a conversation with, there was a main floor and then there was a vendor's room and the main floor was made up of, you know, we have our own, I had no idea, we have our own local Star Trek, like, ship, you know, they they say they're the the positions on the ship, there's a captain and all the different lieutenants and all this, And, and they make up this whole group that is a Starfleet uh, Starship and they're local. They they had it all laid out. They know what their ship looks like. They were in full 
next generation costume. It was just incredible. There were two actors from the original Pokemon. Don't quote me on their names. Uh, I don't have my paper with me that I wanted. There was a couple of actors and actresses from the uh, Friday the 13th series there. Now, the, it, actor, it was the just... actor that voiced Brock was there, right? Correct, yeah. yes. Yes, and uh, the female actress that, that did the voice of Bulbasaur. I believe was there as well. Mm-hmm. Then back in the vendors uh, area, we we got to see our our I got to see our good friend Brad. He was there, but but making the rounds, it was just really great. Like I had I had a very heart to heart discussion with a, a gentleman over watching uh, movies on the internet. You know how people like to do that and. He was very displeased with people that watch movies on the internet because he said, well, I'm in the film business and and this bothers me about this, this. It was just an incredible time. I was able to just – that was the fun thing about it being such a small con was everybody was so small and it was compact and there weren't that many people of the hustle and bustle that you get with a normal con – I seriously, we were there five hours of it for five hours, and I guarantee you two hours of that was talking to random people. And it was just an incredible time. I can't wait to see what not just another Comic-Con has for us next year. And I also walked away with several goodies from there at, uh, I'll tell you about here in a bit. Awesome. Now, yes, Transformers The Last Night trailer, Rick. I, uh, I kind of teased you about it last week when we discussed the uh, Nickelodeon clip, but <clears throat> now we have the full thing, and uh, I'm sure after watching it myself, you're just pleased as pie. Michael Bay, please get, get the hell out of my my fandom. <laughs> that, is, that trailer is absolutely horrible. I'm, I can't even repeat what I put in the notes, but oh. Uh... It's just absolutely horrible. You have a... How old is this girl, for starters? I mean, you are have this little girl who is done up. Uh, I mean, like, they've, they've sexualized this little girl who is not overage. And then the, the robots are, like, Grimlock's a dog. Optimus Prime isn't even mentioned. It's all Mark Wahlberg talking and this girl talking. It's all human humans ever humans twenty four seven in the Transformers movie. It looks like a steaming garbage pile fire that the movies need to die in, but they're filming it and it's making money. I don't know what to say, man. <clears throat> I, I agree with you totally. Like I had said previous uh, to the podcast starting, is I, I used to. I mean. This hasn't taken away all credibility for Mark Wahlberg, but just that trailer alone is so bad, it makes me question, like, dude, how much are they paying you? Like, uh, I mean, I know maybe Wahlbergers needs some extra restaurants or something, but you, you don't have to do this, man. I, I don't know. It, it just seems horrible. I don't know. The, hap- the happening. I don't get it. Look, we've discussed the happening. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. 
Mark Wahlberg will do anything to make a buck, I guess. There you go. Whatever. There you what, go. What? Whatever. I mean, Speaking I, of... I can't. I can't blame the guy, dude. If they were, if they came to you and said, "Ricky, we're gonna give you twenty million dollars to uh, do this," you would be like, "What do I need to wear, and what time do I need to be there?" Twenty million dollars to jump into tire fire. I love it. Okay. Speaking yes. of tire fires, Sony is doing it again. Sony announced that they are on the cusp of filming a Venom movie. Uh, yeah. The, w- is Marvel in, and, on, in on this one? Because last time we even touched Venom, there was a problem, a huge problem, and it was it was not Venom in any way. <laughs> it was that 70s show. Topher Grace? Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Topher Grace is not yeah. Eddie Brock in any way, shape, no. form, or fashion. No. Now, they may... And, and here's another point of contention. They may do a more modern Venom being either uh, the Scorpion or Flash Thompson, which would be really yeah, weird. I, say, I mean, don't do get it, me wrong. Do it, man. Don't get do me wrong. I like, the, I like the idea of uh, Flash Thompson Venom. That's uh, a good character. They've done some good stories, especially in Guardians of the Galaxy with him. But... Uh, if you're going to do Venom, don't you want to start with classic Eddie Brock Venom and have that Spider-Man story? Oh, I don't. I just don't know. This is where it all went wrong the last time. And this, ugh. Oh, what you, Sean, <laughs> help me. Save me here. I know. I, I know. I know. Well, have you seen the previews or have you seen the trailer to Life? Yes. Okay. They're saying that that could be a tie-in that Ryan Reynolds is actually discovering the Venom suit in that movie is a fan theory. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even lying. I, I read an article today that said Ryan Reynolds' life fan theory that he is finding the Venom suit is not entirely out of the realm of possibility. That would be that would be a masterstroke if that is. Uh, I like that theory. <laughs> it would be interesting. But dude, also, Mar- Marvel-wise, did you get to see, uh, I guess James Gunn keeps releasing stuff about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and so they said that Michael Rosenbaum was Lex Luthor on Smallville, and good old Rocky himself, Sylvester Stallone, are paired up in the Guardians movie. Exactly. And this is from a superhero hype article. Yeah. Um, they say that there are very important roles in Guardians of the Galaxy, meaning they should be very important Marvel characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. Very interesting. Now, have you got any ideas as who these would be? I, I was trying to see like, if they could pair Adam Warlock with anybody. I don't know. I was trying to think of just tandems that haven't appeared yet that would be needed for Infinity War. The the span the fan speculation is that we won't see Adam Warlock until Avengers Infinity War because um, Mr. Tyrion Lannister himself is supposedly cast as Pip the Troll, and if yes. Pip comes along, you remember I called that. Yeah, you remember I called that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he comes along there, that's where Adam Warlock comes in. So, but Michael Rosenbaum I know, and, I know. and and Sylvester Stallone—that's just a weird pairing. 
Now, I've heard that Sylvester Stallone is paying a, uh, a member of the Nova Corps. That would be cool. I mean, do you think they would uh, cast Michael Rosenbaum as Nova? Richard Ryder, maybe. Yeah, not cool. not the newest. Uh, yeah, yeah, Richard Ryder. Yeah. yeah, definitely Richard Ryder. Yes. So much speculation. I'm just ready for that friggin' movie. I'm ready for Guardians. Uh, I believe now that Logan is out of my system... I'm ready for Guardians, 100%. Bring it on. Let's go. Absolutely. Like, oh, that, movie, that movie sits so even better and better on me the more I think about it. Um, Logan is such oh, yeah. a great... It's a Western. It's an indie movie. It's a, it's a farewell. It's a... Oh, gosh. Quentin Tarantino. It's a little Quentin Tarantino-ish. A little bit. I can I see that. I don't know, man. It's good. It is really good. It's good. Um, let's talk about Local Hall. So, yeah. So, you finally get your eBay order that you mentioned last week. I did. Um, I got, and this is nothing for nobody except for Transformers fans, but uh, it is a really good deal, which is something for everybody. I received Transformers number 71, 72, 74, and 75 off an auction on eBay. Now... Nothing special about those comics, except for late run, Transformers only ran to 80 issues. I am now four issues away from having the entire run. And the issues later on had lower numbers because of the declining sales. Uh, And of course, they knew they were going to end it on 80. They did this big story that the last issue has 80 in a four-issue limited series. And these issues have Andrew Wildman, a great uh, Transformers artist from Europe, uh, the UK, Simon Furman's first, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff Senior's first penciling of the American Transformers comic is in this run. Uh, and these are like 30 to $40 issues anywhere you find them at a convention or uh, online at a store. I got these all for like seven bucks a piece. And that, that is a steal if you're looking for these issues and they're all in great condition I've already read through them all and I'm so happy to finally have these at a great price and like I said I'm only four issues away from having the entire run uh, of the original Marvel Transformers uh, plus a couple of other uh, I recently won won an auction today that I'll be talking about probably next week on episode 50 and then um, all I need to do is find the G.I. Joe Transformers issues, and I'm, I'm good. And I also got uh, two of the modern Transformers, Titans Return, Trigger Happy, and Autobot Twinferno, which is actually a robot named Double Cross from G1. Uh, these are so great. Guys, if, if you're a toy fan at all, the new modern line of Transformers is just knocking it out of the park. They're amazing figures. They're they're basically the old figures done in, in modern styling and mechanics and stuff. It's absolutely great. That's awesome, dude. That's incredible. That's a great deal off of the uh, the eBay win, man. Was that a uh, buy it now or did you straight up win the auction? No, I, I won the auction. I sniped it. I ain't going to nice. lie. Nice. Nice. Sniped it. That's awesome. So, uh, I told you I picked up a few things at the con this weekend. And let me start off and say that, you know, the the floor area that I was discussing 
I met a local comic book creator and artist. Uh, he goes by the name L.A. West. The uh, the first thing I picked up that I noticed, he, he was at the con dressed like Ryu. And I know you're going to yell at me for saying Ryu, but I don't care. No, the internet will um, yell at you. It's fine. That's fine. I, I don't... Dude, I love it. I love that stuff. Anyway, he had on that outfit, and he did his own. Uh, he said the originals by Capcom, but he has this awesome hand-drawn Street Fighter Academy book, and that was just amazing. But then he has his own comic book. I believe he had 17 issues. And, man, let me tell you, this is a probably a five by eight book it is double-sided the print is fairly small and i believe he has 37 pages in the first book let me let me tell you if i see this kid again i am i'm definitely going to do my best to get the rest of these his book is called rocket driver yubi and it is just it's awesome like I, I, if he's listening, I gave him a card to the podcast. I, I don't know your age. I couldn't guess. I would guess early 20s at, at is what I would throw out there. Just an incredibly nice person. His, his books are beautiful. He's got great story. I, I don't even have a way of contacting him. That's the reason I'm hoping he's at the next con. I'm going to find him. But L.A. West... If anybody wants to search out there, uh, is the name he's going by. And I also picked up the DC miniseries, Masters of the Universe 1 and 2. They, they're they awesome, dude. I uh, They're both in probably very fine condition, I, I would say. And I paid four bucks a piece for them. It, it was just a great deal. But what I was excited about... Mint in bag, probably look as if they've never been read. I was able to pick up my... You remember when we discussed uh, the Spider-Verse and you had told me, oh, you need to pick up the books where Peter Parker goes over and meets Miles Morales. Well, I now have them. I have uh, uh, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... And nine. Nice. So I'll need to fill in a space or two there. I have Edge of Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Noir, number one. And I also picked up Edge of Spider-Verse, number four. And this cover is just amazing. It looks like it's a throwback to the the old, like, Steve Ditko, Spider-Man type cover. It's just an incredible cover. I picked up Spider-Gwen Annual, number one. But one I was excited for that I want to read is from a free comic book day, apparently. And there was a One Punch Man comic. Dude, I had to buy that. The The cover alone just looks incredible. I, I walked out of that con just, like I said, I had a great time. But the people there were just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I was glad to walk out with uh, a few new books. Nice. So, man, one one more week. At least at least one more week we're going to put off Have You Seen It? But there's still one more that we have yet to tackle, dude, and it is a doozy. 
and that would be Doctor Who, ah. which I know is, I know you love Doctor Who. Well, I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself a Whovian, but I was a fan of Doctor Who from when I was little. I mean, in, you know, the early 80s, you could get Doctor Who on channel, on PBS, and uh, like every night, my, my routine was knock my homework out, go play in the woods, come in, play with my toys, put everything up before dad yelled at me. And then I could watch PBS. My parents were like, you can watch PBS all you want. I'm like, great. And of course I'd turn on the TV and there's some educational thing. And then Dr. Who came on and then Benny Hill came on, which (laughs) nobody that age should be watching Benny Hill. But we're not talking about Benny Hill. We're talking about Dr. Who. And I got to watch the, uh, when I first started watching, I mean, it was the reruns. No, not reruns. It was it was the Tom Baker years. Of course, he was like 78 to 84, 85. I'm not sure. There's people yelling at their at their speakers right now uh, for whenever uh, the next guy took over. But man, those were those were great times as a child watching Doctor Who. And, you know, in, in the UK, it, it, the story is, you know, you hide behind the couch watching Doctor Who. And my favorite Doctor Who of before of that time is, of course, Tom Baker. Uh, I did get to see uh, John Pertwee stuff. I did get to see uh, the second Doctor. You know, they did like the five Doctor story in that time when I was watching, and it was just great stuff. Now, the more modern Doctor um, I got into around the second season. I went back and watched the first on Netflix. Oh my gosh, from from just from sitting on go, that show is great. Absolutely great. Do not go back and watch old Doctor Who, but the new Doctor Who, starting with Christopher Eccleston, watch every episode, and then then give any comment you want, but man, I, I can't recommend the new Doctor Who enough, because they do a lot with uh, great stories, uh, the, the thing that Doctor Who always did, uh, questioning morality and that kind of thing, which is absolutely great. Really, really mind candy for me. But, um, Sean, what was your opinion of Doctor Who? Dude, I, I freaking love Doctor Who. Like you said, let, let's not go back and rewatch that. I've tried to go back and rewatch the older stuff, and I just, uh, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I, my, my want to was there, but my brain was saying, uh-uh, well, you don't need to see this. There are certain uh, story arcs, and of course the way Doctor Who worked was, I mean, they had multi-part stories, and there are certain ones I could recommend you go back and watch. Like, go back and watch the one with Sutek, or go back and watch the one with the uh, space... Uh, uh, fly that's in the space station. I can't. I'd have to research the names of it, but those still really hold up. And um, man, you you've got a lot of questions here uh, about Doctor Who. So why don't we go ahead and get into those? Well, I started off with Doctor Who uh, with the new stuff. Y'all had t- said, "Oh man, you got to check it out." David Tennant's awesome. Y'all, he's just a good doctor. Uh, I believe you and Matt had a conversation. 
about it one time, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch Doctor Who. Let me just say first off, I wish there hadn't been issues with Christopher Eccleston and was it Stephen Moffat that had issues with each other? Uh, no, the, the first... Uh, the first runner of the show was our uh, our something. Stephen Moffat took over from him, and I, I can't remember the name. Oh, okay, okay. I I really liked Eccleston's Doctor. He was just incredible for me, and but he's not my favorite. So right now we're gonna say who who's your favorite Doctor, Rick? And I know you have written down favorite two Doctors because. I know you have your childhood doctor, but then you have your modern doctor as well. My modern doctor, of course, is is David Tennant. I mean, he brought such the Eccleston's portrayal of the doctor was kind of off to me when I first watched it. Of course, it, I am completely endeared to it now because of the the story they put behind why he was that way, and he was he was so great as this manic. Uh, uh, PTSD, you know, he'd, he'd been through the war and, you know, and it was this guy who lives forever, but dealing with the unspeakable thing that he, he believes he has done, <laughs> which relates later on. Um, but David Tennant had such a funny, serious, uh, scary at times, way he portrayed the 10th Doctor that he you just love the man. I mean, absolutely you're on the edge of your seat watching him and watching his performance as the Doctor and I just I just fell in love with that Doctor um, you know, and, and there's there's not that many. I mean uh, Matt Smith is, is great. Uh, there, uh, there's a place in my heart for Matt Smith. Peter Capaldi is is really. I don't. I don't want to. Do, we're not going to do a ratings here. But Peter Capaldi, I do have love for. I have a lot of love for, uh, because he ha- he calls back to those older doctors, the doctors I was watching that were old men on this show. I really, really liked that in the Modern Doctor. Yeah, I'm going to have to say, uh, David Tennant, man. All right, you, and, and you know me. I'm going Matt Smith. I am. I love Matt Smith. He is always finds the bright side of life. He always tries to make things better. Are you quoting he Monty still... Python at me in the middle of Doctor Who? Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, you you do, man. It, I mean, if you want me to break in the song, I can, but no. I would prefer not to. Please don't do that. Okay. All right. Good. I won't. No, I love Matt Smith, dude. He he has this edge about him where. You never know what he's going to, to, to do. He's so unpredictable. You're like, where is he going? Why is he running around? He's he's like a chicken with his head cut off half the time. And you never know what he's going to do. And yet he miraculously pulls off some of the craziest, most amazing stuff you'll ever see. And you're like, I, I just love Matt Smith. See, that's why I didn't like Matt Smith. Because it was always... Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, conveniently, he fixed it all. Ugh. Come on, I guys. That, I think that's his it? genius. That, that's, that's his genius. But it's not he, genius. He doesn't know what he's doing. He does. You you don't know because you're not a doctor. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's correct. I'm not a doctor. This is true. Now, now you put favorite companion. Com- well, 
You didn't put favorite companion, but I'm sure you meant favorite companion. So who who is your favorite companion? You know, okay. There's there's a see. You have a double answer for the doctor. I have a double. I have a double answer for companion as well. for, For companion, let me just say favorite companion was not always my favorite companion. I had moved on from this companion for a long time and went back and rewatched it, and I think Donna is probably my favorite companion. Dr. Donna, dear God. I love Dr. Donna, dude. See, I don't know why we're friends, because you have such weird answers to Doctor Who. (laughs) But, but, hey, hey, Al, I said this. Billy Piper is just so beautiful, though. I love Billy Piper. Yeah, and, and of course, I have two answers, because I have old and new, and, but it could be the same. Because my old, oh. I'm going to start with, is Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane Smith and and K9. That's a team. Yes. K, Cheater. K9, I absolutely love. Um, I almost bought a K9 figure the other day. Um, but my new series companion is Billy Piper. I mean, there's no, there's that first series through David Tennant's run. I mean, she she's the rock. So, she's the grounding for the doctor, right. and and of course she's absolutely gorgeous. And and the role that she's in, she's a little manic too, but it kind of fits. I mean, this crazy stuff is going on, and it drives her a little crazy. But oh, yeah, uh, Rose has major issues. Yeah, R- Rose has some definitely issues. Uh, and one of one of them is time. her mother. Yeah, but her mom's hilarious. I didn't finish. You have to admit, Dr. Donna is the saddest. I mean, hey, yeah, Rose gets, you know, sucked off into an alternate timeline or whatever. But Donna can never know anything. And that is the saddest thing ever. That, like, she saved the world. She saved the universe. And she can never know about it. Yeah, yeah, she's all right. It just she was so annoying to me. <laughs> what uh off the top of your head, what's your favorite episode? Modern. My favorite modern episode. <sighs> Are you my mummy? It's it's that one. It's The Empty Child. This time, this one time, everybody lives. I know. Dude, my goodness. I was going to bring up that episode and I'm so glad you did. That is just one of the moments that endured me to Christopher Eccleston. He's so excited. This time, everybody lives. You know, you can tell that he had just got out of something horrible. And he was so proud to have a victory in life, you know? Like, he had been through some stuff. And, oh, I loved Eccleston in that episode. Me, personally, I I would like to go... The ones we always go back to, the ones I rewatch all the time, is uh, a David Tennant episode, The Satan Pit. But if we go back to those, those are great episodes. And I enjoy watching them. But my favorite is where Matt Smith takes Vincent Van Gogh and shows him the art museum. Oh, yeah. If you watch that episode, and do not have an emotional reaction, this is another one of those where you may need to go get checked out. <laughs> you may you may have a, you may be a redneck. 
No, you you may have mental, I don't know, some some hard boulders in your life because that episode gets you in the feels but now, every single time. I, I can't I can't do this and not cheat. It's Doctor Who. I gotta cheat. The best David Tennant episode is the girl in the fireplace. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal episode. Yeah. New, uh, those bad guys are great. Absolutely in the vein of old Doctor Who. Uh, the 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 not the twist, but the the heartbreak in that episode is is palatable on screen. Yeah. And it's a really well done story. I mean, it's just there's a there's the doctor is riding a horse through a mirror on a spaceship. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's crazy, but it's so good. I mean, and and the uh, you know, the guy talking at the end to the doctor is just so heartbreaking. And uh, the reveal of the ship at the end. Ugh, so great. Absolutely great. Oh yeah. Gosh. Man. Now my favorite my favorite classic Doctor Who story uh, is going to be I just want to throw this in here. Is the one about the uh, the giant fly on on the spaceship. It's like the Ark in Space is the name of the uh, the name of the series of episodes. Uh, or or the one about Sutek. And I don't remember the one the one about that. So that's awesome. Now least oh, favorite man. companion. Oh yeah, your least favorite. Mine's easy. I'll just throw it out. I, I don't care for any of the Martha Jones episodes. I, I don't. We don't watch Martha Jones. Martha was okay. I, I like. No, she's not. She's so political, dude. She's so political, and just her episodes are so driven by. I, I just don't care for them. I, I didn't care for that story arc at all. I had no problem with it. She was fine. I even kind. Of, I I liked her, but I, I I thought she was pretty. You, um, you're, you're gonna you're gonna say Donna is your least favorite, aren't you? Um, no, I I am not going to say that. My least favorite companion is probably Mickey. He's not a companion. That's a cop out. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have a list of eligible companions in front of me. That's just the one I, I remember because they not because of who he is or how he acts, but how the writers treated him. I think there could have been a lot more done with him, and they just didn't. And it made me very sad and pissed off uh, to watch episodes with him in it. Especially the Mickey Ricky, because uh, my name is Ricky, of course. Uh, but now, old funny. school, I, I really didn't like uh, Lee, 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 Leela, Leah, Lee, I don't remember her name. The girl with the knife and the loincloth. I didn't like her. She was pretty, but I just didn't like her episodes. All right, dude. You know what next week will be? Uh, the twenty seventh. <laughs> that that is correct. That is correct. Uh, it will be our fiftieth episode. Oh shit! We have been doing this almost a year, and for our fiftieth episode, we're trying to work out something special right now. We don't know if we're going to be able to pull it off, but we're attempting to. Yes, uh, we appreciate everybody that has been sharing it. Our Facebook post. We still are trying to make a push for 100 likes by the end of the week if uh if you guys get this just just go on throw it out there to all your friends send them invites that's the best way to get the response you post it on your page you know they might see it maybe they don't check facebook that day but if you get on there and you send the invites to your friends that you know will enjoy it that you know i mean we all don't have tons of friends that 
like the same weird stuff we discuss around here. But if you have any, don't listen. Send them an invite. Get them to like the page. And then they're going to be entered in the 50th episode giveaway. And today, I went and checked the mail. And sure enough, Rogetti has came through for us. They hooked us up. Uh, they are the... They have an Indiegogo, and you should look them up. Uh, it's R-O-G-E-T-I. Uh, they also have Rogetti.com. You can go there. And what they have given us to uh, include in our giveaway is an item called Slopes. And what it does is it allows you to set your GoPro. Uh, any of the modern GoPros, I believe three through five, will fit inside this thing. And you can tilt it at any angle for the type of shot. You know, if you have something up high, you can give it a down low tilt. And it's just really cool. I have one that I purchased for myself, and I've been using it. It's really a lot of fun to play with and mess around with. And uh, we thank them very much for allowing us to have that and providing merchandise for us to give away on this uh 50th episode that we we really have enjoyed everybody that's listening we're not going anywhere we plan on at least 50 more correct rick at least the minimal 50 more then what are we going to do for 100 oh my goodness that'd be it'd just be awesome it'll be something epic but please share that facebook page please anyway that's about all I have this week, man. I'm tapped out. Uh, you can find me at Maynard98. You can find both of us, Not So Southern Cheese. That's on Twitter. You can find Rick. me, Ricky Westbrook, at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Facebook, oh. Not So Southern Gentleman. Um, Still Prime Studio on Instagram. That's it, man. I'm, I'm just excited. This is next week. I, I'm hoping we're able to pull off something really awesome. So... For not so southern gentlemen. I'm Sean. I'm not Sean. You're Ricky. Have a good one.